0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And this is Stay Stay on on Target.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about 2017 and all the entertainment we have talked about, played, seen, experienced this year. Dude,
0: uh, it's it's the year in review, yep. and I'm excited for it. Like I've been I've been looking forward to this for uh, for a minute. Um, I, I think like I pulled some some statistics and and started looking at some of the movies a few episodes ago, and so yeah. I was like, man, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about this year. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff to cover.
1: Yeah, dude, um, a lot of stuff happened. Um, kind of uh, kind of excited about uh, talking about it. So this week um, we are not in the same place. Um, you got sick, uh huh, and ruined it all. This time it's my <laughs> fault. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so I'm at my house. You're at my house. Ah, or, no, no wait. I, I just said we're both at my house. <laughs> I'm at my house. You're at my house. Wait, I just said the same <laughs> thing. I'm at my house. You're at your house. What is happening in my brain? There John? it is, Chris. Good night. <laughs>
0: Ridiculous. If that's an omen of this episode, then uh, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting.
1: So like I, uh, I'm using a different, obviously a different mic setup than normal, and uh, uh, I'm having to monitor it while I'm uh, while I'm talking. And so like there's like a slight delay in my <laughs> head, and that's what it's not as bad as it was. Like I don't know what was that you know whenever we reviewed uh, your name or something like that had a crazy right. delay, but right anyway it was the your it name and little... Ducktales,
0: which we'll talk about shortly.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, but uh, oh man, maybe we'll talk about that. Anyway. I know, right? <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, so uh, what have you been up to this week, John? So it was the
0: uh the Christmas holiday, um so yep. we actually like did did a little bit of traveling, did a little bit of like a lot of gift wrapping. There was one night like, that after the podcast, like it was, it was a, a Friday, like right after that we recorded the podcast last week, um, you texted me where you were like, Oh man, you want to play this or that or this or that? And I yeah. was like, ra- in a rapping fury at the time. And so I didn't actually see the text until way too late <laughs> at night and then didn't reply to it. And so it was just, <laughs> it was uh that, that was a bit of a bust. But the uh, the Christmas holiday was awesome, uh, went out off without a hitch. The, last year, um, if anybody remembers, we, uh, Catherine, and where we got the flu, like the stomach flu, yep. uh, over the the Christmas holiday, and so that did not happen this year. Uh, this year, we only came home, and now we have a uh, head cold for some reason.
1: Um, well, at least it happened afterwards this time.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like it didn't it didn't ruin any any holiday or any family plans or anything like that. Which was it was great to have everybody together. Great to 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 be be together on the holiday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, we did Christmas. Well, actually, what was funny is, um, so I'm I'm off this whole week. I took off from work. It was like if I took off like three days, I could get like ten days straight off. I'm like, yes. So I did that, and it was so it was last week. I think it was Friday night. I got off work and I was I uh, texted Dee Dee and I'm like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Like, well, and she's like, well, I have to work at seven o'clock in the morning. Where I'm like, oh, okay. And then like (laughs) the next night, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, we okay. Yeah, so there was the next night that like I think she was working and I was you know like I just wanted to play something. I'm like texted, texted you like hey, you want to play this, this or this or this? No answer. I'm just like man. Everybody's just giving me the shaft all around. (laughs) Well, even Christmas, Chris makes it a little bit bit more hectic. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. uh, I wish I had seen
0: that text way earlier than I did, and uh, and actually answered it. But uh, but but yeah, uh, alas, it is what it is.
1: (laughs) It's true. So um, yeah, um, what did you? uh, What kind of entertainment stuff did you? uh, Did you? Pick up this this uh, Christmas.
0: So I, I actually so we talked about last week that there's the the Xbox sale that's going on like yeah. through uh, throughout the 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 week I guess like up up until the New Year probably is is right. what it's probably going through um, and for. I think, like $10.90 for some reason. uh, The two DLC packs for Forza Horizon 3 were available, which are normally like $20 a piece, which is like this is a $40 value that I I picked up for like $11. And uh, of one of my favorite games from two years ago, um, or I guess, no, that was last year. My favorite game from last year, um, and so picked that up. Haven't d- like gotten to dive into it yet, um, but I'm super amped to try that out. That's the uh, the Blizzard Mountain, so like a lot of snow levels, that sort of thing. That's the only kind of weather environment thing that I haven't experienced on Forza. Um, nice. And then the uh, the Hot Wheels expansion, which is ridiculous. It's a bunch of islands connected by the uh, orange Hot Wheels track, officially licensed stuff nuts uh and so i'm excited to, to kind of dive into that but uh but i haven't got the chance to adjust yet um but yeah so that entertainment happened on christmas uh big surprise the probably the biggest surprise of the 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 week and of definitely of the christmas was you gave me a, like your ps4 for christmas <laughs> um which i was super shocked by and I was like, "This is crazy and amazing." <laughs> um, so I'm excited to dive into that. I actually like as I as I hooked it up the other day. I uh, whenever we finally got, like got back into town, I, I hooked it up, and I saw on there rejoined the PS Plus. And nice. I have like I have like a lot of games that That's I awesome. have I have either uh, just sitting there from the PS Plus free games that you get, or that I I either purchased on sale or, or whatever uh, for one yeah. reason or other. I have a lot of games that are just kind of sitting there, um, including gauntlet uh which i'm yes. super super excited to dive into um we should, i actually uh, we have, should hit
1: that up this weekend we
0: totally should we've never beat that game
1: no we're at the very end
0: which is so like i don't know if my <laughs> if my character progress will transfer over because i'm not sure how the cloud saves work with ps plus i have no idea um we either
1: but we'll have to figure that out i, I might have to like upload it from my side or something like that because it's still on my console somewhere. i know it is yeah. I might have to log in as you on my console and then like upload it or something like that.
0: So the weird thing about this console, you know how with with uh, PlayStation you have to set your primary console? Yeah. I went in to set my primary console as this console and it was already done and I'm not sure why.
1: Um weird. Oh, I mean Huh. That's yeah. strange. Other than it <laughs> like other than it I mean, I don't think I ever had to really set my primary console, like, uh, if it's the only, well, I mean, you were logged in over here, but it was mine, my home console, so maybe as long as there's not, like, one already affiliated with your your, uh, your PSN ID or something like that as the right. primary um, account, then maybe it just, like, automatically does it when you when you log in.
0: That would make sense. That would make sense. I was surprised by that. Like, I, cause I expected to fully have to be like, oh, yeah, this is my primary PS4. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, dude, it, it's so weird. And I'm sure that people going from PS4 to like an Xbox or whatever have the same feeling, but it's so weird to like get into something and be like, where is anything in these menus? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would imagine it's, like, a similar thing to, like, whenever you have an iPhone and then you go over to Android. Oh, or my gosh, it's the or, worst. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, you literally, it's just, like, I, I, all of a sudden I find myself in someone else's house and it's, like, find things,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, even from, even like, iPhone to iPhone because, you know, you can put things in different folders. I'm, like, you know, I'll get on Didi's phone. And I'm, like, where is your picture <laughs> app? I can't. Like, why is it over here? <laughs> like, and you know, it should be right here. Right. It's like, logically,
0: <laughs> things make sense in my brain to put these right. things together. But in other people's brains, it's like, no, those don't belong together at right. all.
1: Yeah, exactly. We were, uh, um, uh, D.D.'s Dee grandma was showing us some old photos that she had. Um, she'd taken some photos on her phone of, like, old photos from, like, you know, the 1950s or whatever. And so we were kind of scrolling through them. But, like, it was funny trying to navigate that her phone, it's an Android phone, but just trying to navigate around <laughs> trying to figure out how do we get back to that other photo? Like, you just like get out. I don't know. It's it's strange. It's like new I mean, new any new technology takes a second. Um, and it's it's just funny. We sound super old right now, probably.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we sound old. I think we just sound like Man, I I feel like this is something that they didn't have to deal with back in I mean maybe like libraries or like whenever you walk into someone else's like office where it's like all these books are in the wrong order. It's like no, they're 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 by author, by last name and they're like no, it should be by title. Yeah, that's right. That's
1: why there's this why there's card catalogs in a library so you can find things. <laughs>
0: that's correct. What was it what was it it's called? It's not intuitive. What was it called? It's uh, the Dewey
1: Decimal System. That's correct. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I haven't thought about <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System in forever.
1: <laughs> I know. I haven't either.
0: Um, um, but yeah, so, uh, so, so I definitely like, was surprised by that gift. And then um, I, uh, whenever we got back in town, I got in the mailbox, I actually got my movie pass. Nice. Um, so I talked about last week on the podcast how I, how I signed up for the movie pass and I was like, oh man, hopefully it comes. It has is now arrived, and literally like the last two days I've like been sitting sitting there being like, I could go see a movie, any <laughs> movie. Um, I'll be like driving by the theater and be like, oh, I could swing in, I could just pop we in for a go, movie. We
1: could go watch something right now.
0: <laughs> that is exactly right. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. Excited to go see see Star Wars with that uh, about four more or three more times. And, nice. uh, and see some other movies that I've, I've been, been looking forward to. So, yeah. What it's about awesome. you, Chris? What, what entertainment have you uh, taken part in over the Christmas holiday so far?
1: Yeah, so, um, man, since last week, yeah, I've really just, like, um, I, obviously on uh, Christmas Eve, watched Die Hard. It's a tradition now. Of course. Um, I was going to go see a midnight show, and I don't know if I talked about that last week, um, but then uh, a couple of people that were, gonna go with me got sick and so it's just been like it's been like flu everywhere here in uh in nashville
0: Dude, um it's crazy an- like i'll be i'll be out and i'll be like oh man well, that person just coughed are they are they, are they sick and now it's yeah. me now it so, is well, me. like i, I am that to- person
1: I went to Target the other day and they had all their Christmas stuff, 50% off. And I bought some uh, Star Wars ornaments and they were inside a package. And um, while they were like in line, there was like a little girl, she's probably like maybe six or whatever. She's like staring at them. Like I was over by the cash register and she was like by the conveyor belt where they were. And then she was just like coughing like crazy all over the box. <laughs> oh no. And I was like <laughs> great. Well, so, like when I got home, immediately I just like threw the box in the trash. It's gone now. And then, like, earlier today, I was like, you know what? I probably needed that to uh, store those ornaments. Yep. should have just washed it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I should have just disinfected it, sprayed it down. So, the, anyway. But, yeah, have, everybody,
1: everybody's got it.
0: I had a similar experience with uh, with the greeting card section uh, last week. Um, out, there's a point where we were out, like, looking for greeting cards for everybody, like uh, the Christmas cards uh, for for the fam. And, uh, and I'm out, th- and it's like literally people are like coughing on their hands and then grabbing cards. And I'm like, this is horrifying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just have to assume that everything is contaminated. There's, <laughs> there is nothing nothing that is um, not contaminated with the flu right now.
0: <laughs> I, lo- I love it. That's, that's like, that's, I feel like we need to just get the, the, the suits, you know, the white suits with like the hazmat, you know, stuff going on. Yep. That's not going to freak anybody out.
1: <laughs> so if I'm now sitting here and Gizmo is on my lap. Yeah. He has curled up and I am petting him.
0: You sent a pretty awesome photo of, of Gizmo um, <laughs> earlier. Yes. Where you like had woken up and he was like latched onto your arm?
1: Yep. He was like holding onto my arm, sleeping there.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, that's adorable, Chris. That's, that's pretty is wild. Adorable. He's
1: he's a lover, not a fighter.
0: <laughs> and Gizmo, for anybody who who doesn't know, Gizmo is Chris's cat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so Die Hard on on Christmas Eve, I forgot my switch whenever we went up for Christmas. Yeah, that, that's so right. I was bummed out about that, so I couldn't really play anything. Uh, but we came back down the next day, and uh, you got me. You surprised me with Cuphead, and it was like the Cuphead version that you got from GameStop. On Black Friday. That's right. And um, so it had a uh, seven-inch final with it, which is awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, so I've honestly been playing a lot of that. It's super addicting. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk gosh. about that a little bit later. That is um,
0: super, super addicting.
1: Yeah, yeah super addicting. Uh, I played uh, whenever you – you know like that night whenever you didn't play with me, um, I uh, started playing – do you remember a game called Skullgirls? It came out on the 360 PS3. Yeah. It was a fighting game. Then they remastered it for the PS4. Um, I started playing – playing that and uh man it's a great fighting game and like so this is my thing i'm not a well, i've talked about it before i'm not a huge fighting game guy but i enjoy them as long as i can get the hang of them well skull girls is definitely one of those games that's like okay if you really want to get into it you can like learn all the combos and all the like you know ways to chain moves and mm. you know like just beat people on insane difficulty or whatever it is or you can just play it like normal and just button mash and uh you you can you might fail a couple times but you can make it through and you probably will learn th- some things along the way that's totally it and that's my kind of fighting game for sure um so super super pumped about that it was a lot of fun um i uh i made it through the the main um all the character campaigns um this week um so anyway it was a uh, it was a fun little game.
0: That's awesome. I feel like you should try out uh, Injustice, like the latest Injustice. I guess it's Injustice Two. Yep. Um, because I'm told that the uh, the campaign of that. Is like really cool, like, and they yeah. have a they have a thing where like they have a different challenges where it's like it's the multiverse kind of thing. So there's different, right. uh, like, there's a grid grid based thing where it's like a different challenge each day, and like by the end of the day or whatever, like they reset those challenges. So it's like there's always something else going on in that in that game. So yeah, um, so I played the first
1: injustice, and I really liked it. And I played the I played injustice two over at my uh, one of my friend's houses. Um, and um, really enjoyed it. Didn't play any of the campaign stuff; just played versus mode. Nice. But yeah, like it's the same kind of thing where like you don't have to be you know like the best in order to enjoy this game. So that's good. That's awesome. I've that's uh, awesome. also been playing a little bit of Unravel. Um, I uh, I got Mario Super Mario Odyssey for Christmas, um, so I've been playing a little bit of that since. Uh, what the past you, couple of
0: days? What do you think of that game so far?
1: I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. It might be my favorite Mario game. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. It definitely ups the ups the the game for from like some of the previous Mario games and then yeah. uh, but also like opens things up quite a bit which is it's uh it's interesting to to just be dumped into this sandbox and be like go everywhere. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it's just as weird as it looks, but it doesn't feel as weird as it looks. I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense. You know. It does like, make sense. The the weird abilities and stuff like that like it's so weird, but then, like, it makes sense when you're playing it, so... Right. I don't know. It's it's super weird. I
0: remember whenever that was first debuted, like, you were like, the more I see of this game, the more I'm like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I how know. I feel about this. <laughs> well,
1: and I still feel that way in terms of, like, when you just describe it or think about it, you're like, this is a weird <laughs> game. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun to play, so, you know, you can get past it.
0: <laughs> For sure. For sure. I mean, that's that, That's the thing, like, even, even like like, there's... Like, the story of that game is really, like, dumb as well, you know? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just super simplistic. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It, and so, like, the, but that's not why you play, like, a Mario game necessarily, you know? Because right. it's like, it could have the most intriguing story of all time, but if the gameplay doesn't feel good and it doesn't, like, it's not really, like, fun to do the activities within it, it's like, nah, you know?
1: Right. <laughs> right. Um, awesome. But, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot.
0: Speaking of, uh, I mean, that actually feels like a, quite a bit for yeah, it, having it, it, traveled it and that sort of thing. Um, speaking of over the over the uh, the the holiday being away and on Switch, I played more of the uh, the Zelda DLC. I will later on you'll find out. I haven't finished that game. Like I haven't like this Still. DLC is way way bigger than I anticipated for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah it's it's weird like to go in and have like these different these different areas and then have different tasks and it's it's the same world it's just they they filled it up with a few more things and i was like initially i was like oh it's only like x number of things so i'm i should be able to knock it out like really quickly but it's it's proving to be um like broader than that a little bit like where it's it's essentially like it feels like if you liked how Zelda Breath of the Wild is, this is more of that. And yeah. so that's that's fun to me. Like, I, I, mean, that's, I, I that's love that. That's what DLC needs to be. Right. It doesn't try to, like, add anything new. It doesn't try to drastically change, like, anything or, uh, or, you know, force in, like, a story that we didn't have necessarily before, which a lot of people are kind of faulting it for. But, like... Me personally, like I I absolutely loved that game and, and still love that game. And story was never was never necessarily the, the thing with it for me. Um like right. that
1: wasn't the draw. Right. Um did we talk at all? Oh no, we have. We've talked about the dawning. Have we played any more of the dawning? Any more of Destiny? That's one thing I don't feel like I've played at all this week.
0: I have played some and we should play some uh, maybe after this, uh after the podcast we should play yeah. some. Um yeah. but I played a little bit. Um with destiny and it's it's it is what it is like the dawning is fun it's uh the mayhem mode is super fun which was my pick of the week last week i believe and uh and yeah i mean it's it's a fun thing it's just it's it's more destiny um i it doesn't have any like the big star that uh sparrow racing was
1: right right um
0: and so that's like kind of a one of the reasons why it hasn't drawn me and i i would be interested to hear them and obviously they're not going to talk about their statistics from year to year but i'd be interested to hear how many people returns to it for how much time this year versus years past cuz like i spent I, like hours and hours like it was the only thing i did during those three weeks of last year and the year before um because of the sparrow racing whereas now it's like i'm I'm spending my time doing a lot of other games and so and i'm not saying like that they like that that i should be playing one game i actually kind of enjoy the fact that i don't feel compelled to play just one game um but from their perspective that's that's someone who spent a lot more time in the past playing and is spending less time now. So I would be interested to see if they maybe bring it back next year.
1: Honestly, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, well, they've said, number one, I think they've said that SRL is coming back. It's just going to be its own event. Um, they said that pretty early on. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so like, and we didn't even see that like until I think year two or something like that of, Mm. of destiny one. Um, because that was always like a feature that like people always wanted that, um, that they they stuck in there as kind of a, a fan service thing. Um, that was I think the live team, the live team's in charge of these kind of updates and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, the honestly, I think I think Bungie's okay if players <laughs> are are not like, where's the content? Because they don't have more content, you know. Like, right? I, I think they're okay with that. You know, like it's not like. You know, whenever, whenever there was that that podcast with Luke Smith and all of them, and they were dividing people up into the, I forget what they called them again, but you know, like where it's like basically like super casual player who logs in like once a week. Um, there's you know the hardcore does like a daily hop. There they call that the hobbyist or whatever. Then there's like the the tier where it's like people just play through the campaign and just drop off or whatever. I think they're okay. They're okay with someone who just logs in like once a week or whatever. Like right. they've 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 geared the game you know for for people like that. So. Uh, I just I just found it interesting. You know, it's like they've got a big event going on. I really haven't logged in, haven't had a ton of time, but I've also have been had, you know like I've been playing other things. So
0: Right, right. Like I said, I like I I enjoy doing that. And this is this is honestly like this is the best case scenario for me where it's like I usually have big games that I constantly return to over the year. And yeah. then I have a lot of other games that I play in between. And like this year is definitely representative of that whenever we get into kind of the the looking back, the year in review, um, which we will be getting into. But first, pick of the week, pick
1: of the week. All right, John. What is your pick of the week?
0: My pick of the week is a uh, a, a game that came out to Switch. Uh, I guess it was like last week or, or a couple weeks ago. Um, last week on the podcast, I mentioned that someone gave me like a gift card for uh, Xbox and somebody gave me a gift card for uh, Nintendo eShop. And so this is, I spent uh, this money on a game in the Nintendo eShop called The Sexy Brutal. Um, and what this game is, Like, I've wanted to play this game since it was like released on PC. And I think it was released on PC like way early 2017, potentially the end of 2016. Mm. But the way it was pitched is that you basically are a character in this hotel and you wake up and you have a 12 hour cycle. And then at the end of that 12 hours, the cycle restarts. Mm. Um, The hotel is called the Sexy Brutal, which is where the name comes from. And uh, in this hotel, the staff are murdering all of the guests. Oh, my gosh. And so you have to go around in this 12-hour period and discover how to save all of the guests. Um, and so that could be something like uh, like the, the very first thing you kind of encounter is... You follow this guest around and, and, like, find out how he gets killed, and you're like, okay, well, how do I backtrack? Like, he gets shot with his gun, you know? And you backtrack to the person that shot him, and you find out, oh, they walked into this room and pulled this gun off the wall and go, oh, great, there's still a bullet inside. And then they go and, like, they find this dude and they kill him with this gun, right? Uh-huh. And so... As you follow, you kind of go back and you're like, okay, so how do I do this? Can I unload the gun? But it's like, no, you can't unload the gun uh, because the person then loads another bullet inside and so still gets him. And uh, and so you follow him around and he's like rummaging through closets and accidentally drops on the ground a, uh, a bullet that's a blank. And so it's like it's just a blank. And you're like, oh, you pick that up. You run over to the other gun, wait for a, a window, and then you load this blank into the gun. And so the person like checks the chamber and goes, "Yeah, okay, there's a bullet in there. I'm good." And then they they shoot the blank. The person doesn't doesn't die and like throws something at the person and gets away. And so like that's just an example of like one of the one of the puzzles that you kind of have to solve throughout this whole thing. Um, it's really cool. Like it's 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 inspired by um, by. I a, a think that they do like a, a theater piece that happens in New York City called the uh, called Sleep No More, which is a recreation of uh, of of Ham uh, of Shakespeare's Macbeth. And it's, uh, and you basically start in this building, they take you up to the top floor, and you have three hours that you can explore all of these floors, and you can follow the story along, you can literally stand in one room, you can open drawers, you can uh, pick up props, whatever it is, and, uh, and do whatever you want within this three hours, and then that's the story you get. So you could just watch the same scene happening over and over again in one room, or you can follow along to the next room, watch it, and like go through the entire story. Um, this game is kind of inspired by that because, like, regardless of what I'm doing, the characters are always moving. Like at, at 6 p.m., someone mm. always does this one thing, right? And so, like, you have to kind of keep track in your head. You can look at the map. Like as you follow people around, they get added to your map, um, and so you can kind of like scrub through the time and like discover where people are at, at certain times and and potentially like where you can you can uh, you can get to now with a new ability uh, after you save each person you get kind of a new ability and it unlocks a, a kind of a different area of the uh, of the mansion um and it's just it's a really cool game as you know i'm very bad at, at puzzle games <laughs> and uh and i was very hesitant to pick this one up but then i was like well but if like this is you know it's a gift card it's like this is something that i you know i, I would love to try like i've been i've been amped to, to try this out so i t- decided to give it a shot it's definitely not uh not like ridiculously hard or anything. Um, I'm obviously like working my way through it. I I guarantee I'm taking way more time than uh than the normal person probably would uh, (laughs) to figure this stuff out. Um, there was one uh, the other night that took me an excessive amount of time, and I was like, why? Well, like, what is, what am I missing? And then all of a sudden, I go, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 so it's it's a really fun game. I I uh, I very much have been enjoying my time putting uh, putting into uh, to the sexy brutal.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, dude. It's it's interesting as a Switch game. I do think that it would probably run a little bit better on PC. It's not necessarily the most optimized game. Occasionally, like I'll walk into a new area and it will load for a second, which I th- mm-hmm. would would imagine that on on a on a PC or even maybe on your like Xbox if it's on Xbox or PS4, um, I would imagine that it would probably be pretty instantaneous um so it may not be the most optimized for switch but that's kind of you know that's where i, I wanted to play it with the handheld-esque uh, yeah. nature yeah. of it so
1: that's awesome that's really cool so chris what is your pick of the week yeah my pick of the week um is uh there's a, the latest episode of bob's burgers is an hour-long episode or actually 44 minute long episode but it's yes. all about christmas i forget what it's called the bleakening or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's really good. Um, if you haven't, if, if you don't watch Bob's burgers, um, number one, you should watch Bob's burgers. And then that if true. you, even if you don't watch Bob's burgers, everyone should watch the Christmas episode. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, dude. I, uh, I very much, uh, enjoyed my time with that. We actually started that episode, uh, before the podcast a couple weeks ago or whatever. um, and realized that it was 40 minutes long, and we are like, oh, man, we don't have time for this. But I went back and re- and watched the, the whole thing. It is it is amazing. Um, it's awesome. It has some, like, musical elements that are really nice as well, so.
1: Cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and it's got a good story, and it's fun. It's, I, like, I love it whenever, you know, like, shows that are normally a half hour um, have long episodes. It kind of changes the vibe of it, it lets them um, develop things a little bit more slowly and naturally it feels like sometimes and uh and so i i enjoyed that one a lot
0: for sure all
1: right john so we are now going to talk about 2017 and the things it contained movies tvs video games comics maybe books Maybe books, and then we usually do an album of the year, don't we?
0: Uh, we do, in I fact.
1: And we didn't talk about this beforehand at all.
0: <laughs> we didn't, um, and I totally am regretting that now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll stumble through that. We usually start to start off the uh, the episode with it.
0: What is your album of the year? I know what mine is so far, um, and and
1: and uh, yeah, I'm the just album curious of the if it's over. the same thing. I think mine is Lights, Lights album.
0: Of course, that's what mine is as well. So nice. that, that makes it easy. So hold on tight, coming, coming
1: All right, there we go. So what, that's what you're hearing right now is you're hearing a track off of Lights' new album called Skin and Earth.
0: Yep. We've talked about it on the show before. I, I really love this album. Like, yeah. It was accompanied in the comic book, which was really cool as well. Um, right. But yeah, it's a, it's it's a, an incredible album, and uh, and so I guess all of the the main music that you would hear is from that album. So I, I, you know, I'll I'll retroactively say that um, we started this episode with the song <laughs> "Kicks," and this is the song "New Fears," right. probably my favorite from the album. So it's it, it it's an incredible album. You should definitely definitely check out Lights, Skin, and Earth.
1: Um, so uh let's just start there let's start with comics then because honestly i didn't read a ton of comics this year yeah um and i'm just gonna go ahead and say my comic of the year is skin earth by lights yep
0: i will i will agree with that and we've talked but, we talked
1: about that at length i feel like a couple times on the show so I don't, I don't, we don't have to dive into it a, a ton right um, fairly,
0: fairly recently too
1: yeah yeah uh I um, think, yeah maybe last episode
0: I do think like th- I've read some other, other things and I I've been doing more of the trade paperback and trade, uh, hardback type situations these days. Um, waiting until like a series that I've been keeping my eye on, uh, finishes and then gets put into a combined kind of a book and reading it then. And so I have kept up with like, uh, with Gotham Academy and, uh, and, and that sort of thing. I'm I honestly like, I'm, I'm, very behind on the descender series but i've been enjoying a lot of the descender series as well um but it's uh yeah lights the, the way that that was so unique and uh was a new new kind of idea new ip um i i really enjoyed that that comic this year
1: that's awesome um so let's jump to how about we jump to games real fast and just talk about some of those um, sounds great and i think i want to limit it to games that came out this year Um, not games that we just played this year. Um, So, like, Skullgirls that I just talked about does not include that. Um, So, I mean, I feel like we can be pretty straightforward with some of this stuff, and then we can talk about it. I mean, I'm just going to say, like, my game of the year is definitely Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I feel like the the open-world nature, like, the way it kind of just, like, blew that up, like, what we thought of an open-world game... Um, the way you traverse an open world game, the verticality of an open world game, um, just how many things there are to do, the complex storylines, side missions that don't feel like, they're not just fetch quests, you know, like we talk about Mm -hmm. all the time how much we love, you know, like Red Dead Redemption, but, you know, whenever you get right down to it, all the side missions in that were basically fetch quests. You know, you're either going to yeah. go shoot this guy, go rescue this person, um, go round up these horses, you know, whatever it was, it's just fetch quests. Um, but man, Zelda, like, just kind of just turns that completely on its head. Some of them feel like that. Some of them, like the thing. Oh, what's interesting is the ones that have the most impact on the actual story. You know, like whenever you're you're basically trying to find these locations to unlock these memories. Yeah, like, those are probably the most simplistic side missions in the game. <laughs> but For the sure. rest, like everything else that don't have any kind of bearing really on the ul- the the ultimate story, um, <laughs> they are the most complex and most interesting side missions, uh, which is really funny to me. But man. Like everything, music, story, um, the graphics, like the cell shaded look, the way that they made that look so good on the Switch is just amazing. Um, And like, I just, I I don't, I mean, there's a lot of games. We can talk about some of them here in a second, some runners-up or something like that, but that's totally my my game of 2017.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's a game like, and revisiting it with the DLC like is, is so refreshing so interesting because I, I, i got to a certain point where i was like right before the final boss and i'm like i don't want this to end and i did the same thing with red dead redemption back in the day (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like and i realized like it's so counterintuitive to do that and so like i'm i'm on my way and i will finish it within the next like you know couple of months or so but like it's it's one of those things that i don't do with games very often like most of the time i finish a game and it's like okay cool sweet whereas this one it's like i want it to last i don't want it to end um and so, like that, that usually tells me, like that I, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, yeah. And uh, this definitely is one of those. Like it's, and it's, it's the world is so sad and and also so hopeful at the same time. Like it's it, the, the way that everything kind of, has been laid out in this game, where there's there's something over every single hill, there's something fun and cool, and uh, or on you, top of every hill. Yeah. Even if it's just like a Korok seed, you know, it's like the first time you kind of, uh, encounter those things. And even on the, I've, I've gotten like 360, even on the 360th time, I'll find yeah. a Korok seed and be like, Oh, awesome. I have I guess I've never been here before. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that's amazing to me that I'm, I'm like 200 hours into this game and, uh, and still discovering things that are, are, are brand new to me. Um, yeah I, that, that is definitely my game of the year as well. Um, and uh, for a lot of people, like the discussion was like, you know, maybe Mario or maybe something like that, but it's like that Mario, it, it just feels less new. And I think yeah. like Zelda, like you said, like what it does with an open world, like being able to climb vertically so well and have that be such a cool game mechanic where you feel like, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Should I not have jumped that one time you know, up this cliff? Am I going to run out of the stamina before I get there? Um, that definitely it it's fun. Like it has a a fun moment to moment kind of gameplay. Um, Also jumping off of, off of really high points and just gliding, you know, out being like, okay, let's, I need to make it in that direction and just glide for as far as you can. Um, The way that you go about playing that game is, is so much fun. And, uh, and like you said, they, they, they make it so rewarding to do other things other than the, uh, the main quest that you can get lost and spend all your time doing none of the main quests. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 a really good game, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, so, one thing I, that I was thinking of while you were saying that is, like, I think, you know, it came out so early this year that it... I think the newness of things like Super Mario Odyssey, um, like, that kind of... That was... That was, I think, what was going for Super Mario Odyssey. Like, I agree with you. Like, the mechanics aren't really that different. Like, it's weird. It's interesting, uh, but it's it's it at its core it's still a you know 3D platformer Mario game. Right. And um, Zelda just broke so many molds. And like, there's like how immersive it is is hard to put into words and how to, hard to describe. But like, just the different locales. There's you know. The area you know, like the desert area, and then the snow yep. area, and then there's the there's the rainy area and the, like just the way that everything and then the mechanically how everything kind of plays into it the environment plays into it, the story plays into it yeah um it's just it's so unique and just so different than anything that we've seen we've seen before um that's you know it's it's set a new bar for what open world games need to be, and I know like in the discussion there's some games that we obviously haven't played that we have, I haven't played Nier near Automata and that was like one of the 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 most, um, I don't know, critically acclaimed games of the year. For sure. um, I, haven't, I haven't played Persona Five. I uh, know Persona is, and I've I've played it before. It's just, um, you know, Zelda just like broke the mold on so many different levels to me that that's why it deserves at least you know for 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 you and for I for you and I you and I there it is <laughs> uh, you and me it should be you and me for you and me it's our game of the year
0: for sure for sure
1: stay on target game of the year
0: stay on target game of the year we should like so, we should mail them like an award some sort of yeah. a <laughs> some
1: sort of a statue um so some runners up man like so i know i've i've only played it the past couple days but man cuphead it's probably <laughs> it's probably the most most addictive game that i've played this year um, and that's like that surprised me i didn't think like even whenever i played it at 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 your house before the podcast one week I was kind of like you know this is fun but it's not I I don't see me like just diving deep 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 into this and just yeah. no totally like it's just <laughs> like so it's the thing is it's so hard and so frustrating but also like super addictive, and it's like right. it's that weird balance where it's like, man, I was so close. I just got to do it one more time, you know. And like it's weird because like there's a couple times, you know, I'll jump into I'll jump into a boss, and I was like, man, that's crazy. This is way too hard. I don't even have the energy to figure out what's going on here. And right. then you like take a break and come back to it, and then your brain's you know able to process what's happening better. And it's like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay, I just need to do this and just do it over and over and over again until I do it really, really. well Uh,
0: (laughs) that's right like sometimes you get in there and it's like you can't fathom how on earth you're supposed to be able to do this um i think the end the final stage of like for anybody who's played the genie is like one one of those where i'm i like got in there i was like how on earth like i don't even know where i'm supposed to go (laughs) to not get hit and then you finally figure it out and you're like oh yes okay great you know and uh I don't know that that game is uh, it, the art with it is so good the music is so good it all keeps you moving forward, um, yeah. which is which is very very unique for for that game. If any one of those elements wasn't as as masterfully done as it is, it wouldn't work. Like if the art wasn't as gorgeous as it was like as it is, then. I feel like I wouldn't be compelled to continue on sometimes. If the yeah. music wasn't as good as it is, I don't know if I would be as into pushing forward as I am. Right. And, uh, and so, like, all of those things, like, they, they, they carve out this really unique game in this year that, like, I mean, I don't know that we'll get another game that's like this until whatever the next game they put out is. Yeah. Um, And so I, I yeah, Cuphead is definitely up there in my list as well.
1: As far as like game experience, like new game experiences, I think playing like battle royale style um, games that was like my first was this year with uh, Fortnite and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. For sure. Like, and that was man. I mean, I think honestly, if if those games were like little more if they had a little more depth to them um and ran a little bit better on on uh, on Xbox um i still don't think they'd be game of the year but like they definitely like have made an impact in the the uh the industry this year and just like they're t- tons of fun and like the concept is not that unique but it's right. new enough to um to be a feel new, I guess. Right. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And
0: I can definitely see how someone, not me, would pick it as a game of the year. Like, the, the, right. that's a, an addictive gameplay loop as well. Because if you're so close and you just barely miss it, like, that's what, you know, you'll want to yeah. dive back in. Or if yeah. you win, you're like, oh, man, that was amazing. I want to dive back in. And that's something that, like, this year, uh, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds specifically, like, it took over. Like, it took yeah. over fa- Facebook and, and all, like clip after clip after clip of people like yeah, twitch amazing things happening and uh i mean it's it's definitely a phenomenon i could see why it would be picked as game of the year and i can definitely see why it's nominated for for game of the year um for me like like you said like i it's it's uh it's i love it it's addictive but it's also kind of one of those things where it's not maybe in a year where like Breath of the Wild didn't come out, or like a Cuphead didn't come out. That does everything masterfully. Um, right. it, it might might be higher, but for me, like it doesn't do everything really well. Like you know, you think about some of the performance issues, even over on PC. You think about some of the uh, some of the like weird glitches and and that sort of thing that it's had over time, or or you even think about like the fact that it doesn't really have a soundtrack or or you know kind of scripted moments or anything like that that happens in it. And so it's it's a uh I feel like it's it very much it it boils down what it does very very well to a very concentrated thing where it's it comes down to moments. You know, it's it's a it's it it's saying basically how what's the shortest period of time for you to invest in something um in order for it to be super rewarding and very adrenaline pumping and it does that yep. over and over from match to match right um and uh and so for that reason it's it's amazing at what it does it just doesn't do as much as some of the other games that are out
1: the only other thing i wanted to call out this year uh regarding games is sonic mania sonic mania was just so good and um I mean Sonic is one of my favorite characters and video games from uh, back in the day and uh, they really revived I think they revived the the franchise, you know, put like put some extra energy into it where people are excited about about Sonic again.
0: For sure. I would agree with that. Like and I bought that on two different platforms and yep, uh, me too. and played it on two different platforms. It is it's a a really good game and it's 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 the Sonic that you that I personally always remember playing, right? you know, even if that's not what it was, right. Even if whenever I actually go back and play like Sonic chaos or Sonic two or whatever, they're, they're not as tight gameplay. This is definitely that, like it's, it's, it's one of those things with, with retro games. Whenever I think about my memories of them, I romanticize it a little bit, or I make it seem more fun than it is to myself because like that's all we had at the time. Um, And then, but this came out, and it was like, no, this really is that fun, and uh, and it really is that 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 exciting. So uh, I, I agree with that. Like, in the pixel art of it is is gorgeous. Um, I love love that aspect of it. The fact that they went kind of back to that original art style, um, it got me interested in the three D Sonic game, Sonic Forces, that was coming out later in the year. But whenever that game came out, and it was getting like fours and fives, or like what you know, really low scores. Um I definitely did not pick that up. So
1: I mean I'm still going to pick it up and I still want to play it at some point. But yes, I agree. Like I mean it's weird. I mean why did you why release 2 Sonic? I think that like I think Sega like kind of thought that Sonic Mania wouldn't be as big of a thing as it was, you know, like if it I think they were honestly like if they were going to choose, they would have said at the beginning of the year Sonic Forces is their flagship Sonic yeah. game this year, and yeah. it kind of needed to be the other way around, and it ended up being the other way around because everyone's played Sonic Mania, everyone loved it. Um, Sonic Forces not so much, and it, I think it kind of you know goes back to like number one, just respect the 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 source material. Like, we love Sonic for a reason. Um, You don't have to change it in order to refresh the franchise. You just need to do it better. And that's what Sonic Mania did.
0: For sure. Um, I also find it... Like, Sega does a really good job with, like, their anniversaries of Sonic. Like, they do a really good job of keeping Sonic kind of uh, for the people who love Sonic games and Sonic the Hedgehog just in general. They, they, They release, like, special edition things. And so, like, the fact that they even released sonic mania is amazing to me and that's it's like yeah. that's that's some fan service that definitely is uh it paid off for them for sure right uh is there anything else that
1: you want to talk about game wise
0: i mean i just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like some of the other like switch games like i basically like my favorite games of this year have been like these the the three that we just talked about plus like things like steam world dig and and then, uh, and like Mario Rabbids kingdom battle, like those two games specifically, like, I just wanted to call those out as those are really fun, fun games that I had a good time with for specific reasons. And, uh, like steam world dig Two, Like I played that over the course of like a week, um, two weeks and it's, it's a really fun platformer, very cool indie game. Um, and I'm excited to, to see what they have next. They've got like a, a strategy game kind of coming out this week that I might, might decide to pick up, um, and play that, that developer does. And it's in the steam world unit universe um so i'm excited to to see what they do next and uh if you haven't played steam world dig 2 it's definitely worth your time kind of a, a 2d platformer thing mario plus rabbits kingdom battle that one was one that i played on my way back from a vacation in florida so i have very fond memories of uh of that game as well because it was just like oh man vacation's over bummer but i get to play this awesome awesome strategy game and uh and it's it's a uh, it's a really unique kind of a game xcom-esque mario and rabbits game um lastly snipper clips i playing that in the hotel with katherine like while we were like on a trip like up to see some family we were on our way back we stopped in a hotel Popped that up on uh, over breakfast. Popped up the Switch kickstand. Like this was right after the Switch was launched, and popped up that kickstand and played some clips with her. Like that's one of my favorite experiences as well, just because of the uniqueness of it. There was a uh, well, like one of the staff members like was was listening to us play and they're like, "What are you? Do- what, what's going on over there?" And it's like, "Oh, this, we're playing playing this video game, Clips. It's on the the new Nintendo system." And uh, so like that's th- those experiences. Like while they're they're not necessarily the. Uh, the like the best games of the year um they are definitely like unique fun things that i i had a really good time with uh it, over over specific periods of time um yeah is there anything else that you you kind of wanted to wanted to throw anything out for chris
1: yeah i, mean, I think like the the one thing you know that i want to point out when you kind of hit on it there at the end um I think the thing that made the most impact in gaming this year was definitely the switch and I don't know how many people actually saw that coming. I know like it seemed really cool yeah. when they announced it um, but the fact that like two of the games for games of the year are um are on Nintendo um and uh just the the difference that has made in in the gaming landscape, where it's like everybody kind of just wants to take all their console games on the go now, because we realize we can. I mean, some of it comes down to like it was, it was probably inevitable as you know consoles got more powerful and we could make these things things smaller. Um, eventually, we were going to end up with a console that could be handheld, but but um, also like had enough power to make things run and look um, good enough to satisfy uh most gamers and that's you know like we've got things like Skyrim running on there and Doom yeah. and like it's it's pretty crazy what they're able to do with that piece of hardware and and uh, Nintendo like really kind of up the game and uh, push some boundaries with um with that console and I'm glad that they took the took the shot and just yeah. decided hey we're going to take a chance on this we think this is the next thing I mean They've had failures and successes before, and honestly, probably more failures than successes. But, you know, whenever they, whenever they hit it big, you know, you think about, like, the Nintendo 64 and the Wii and now the Switch. You know, like, whenever they, I mean, even, you know, go back to the NES and SNES. When they, when they hit on something, they hit on something good, and they take chances. And it might not work, but they take them anyway. And, right. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's something good to be said about that for sure. I mean, I think about like just my
0: personal gaming experience in 2017. Like I played 13 games on the Switch, like through in in, in their entirety. <laughs> and it's yeah. like that's wild. Like if you remove the Switch, you remove basically those 13 games. And that's insane to me. Like I I guess this year I I for sure can't separate out the year 2017 from the Switch. Like cuz that's that's where the majority of my gaming probably happened and mm-hmm. whether that's because i was on the go or whether that's because like uh i, I you know i i don't want to do anything let me put on a tv show and just play switch like put on something yeah. mindless that i can just kind of watch at, you know corner of my eye and yeah. play something on switch like those those times like i can't separate that out from this year and so like that's that's an interesting throw out there you know i i i I spent a lot of time playing on Switch this year with like things like arms and Splatoon. And like, those are two brand new Nintendo IP that I have really enjoyed. And it's like, while they, you know, some people criticize them. Oh, they know the multiplayer is not as great or, or, whatever. Like, I don't know. I had a really good time playing them. I've played both of those games for over 30 hours each. And, uh, and so it's like, I, I feel like I definitely got my money's worth out of them and will probably continue to into 2018. So
1: for sure. All right, well, moving on, uh, let's hit some TV real quick. Um, and I'll just jump in with that, too. Like, I think, you know, my, my, this was probably my my TV selection of the year last year, too. But Stranger Things Season 2 was definitely, I think, like, that was my my favorite TV of the year. And, yeah, it wasn't as good as Season 1, but it was still really, really good. Right. And um, overall, uh, you can go listen to our review on that, Um to hear us talk more about it, but that was my favorite piece of television.
0: I'll say, like, Stranger Things Season 2, like you said, like, it's it's not... It wasn't as good as Season 1, but it's like, I don't know that it, it needed to be. I don't know that it, it could have been. Um, right. Season 1 just hit on something that was was ridiculously unique, and Season 2 kind of just took that to the next logical step. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so I yeah, definitely, definitely there. I think for me, though, the biggest the most unique show that I think that I ran into this year and probably my favorite of this year, um, is Legion. And that was on Fox and it's, you know, I talked about it whenever we talked about the kind of the Fox, uh, whenever Disney acquired Fox, um, where that, that show got to like ridiculous levels of, 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 nutsness like it's you start watching it and you're like oh this is this is crazy there's a lot of like kind of mind-bending kind of stuff in it at first and then like over time you're just like how did we get here again you know and (laughs) and it's just like because it takes it it goes logically through this whole thing and then by the end you're like in a ridiculous place um you know planning a heist uh but it's the heist of somebody's like memories or something like it's 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 a ridiculous r- ridiculous amazing comic book show that like feels like it's grounded it feels like it's real but then then at the same time you're like this is completely insane um yeah so like that show probably is my favorite um this year i i, I will say like the of continuing series is brooklyn 99 continues to be like my favorite comedy and uh and definitely like one of the the shows that has been over time like th- some of the most relevant as well as some of the like it they they continuously push their characters forward and i i really appreciate that
1: yeah for sure yeah i agree with that um and i think like of the show i think i said this last time Of the shows that i watch most of them are on are on fox and i think they're doing a really good job and i feel like uh netflix is doing a really good job both of them like they're yeah uh I mean, you know we were watching a you know Craig Ferguson comedy stand up special last night on Netflix and Netflix is doing um a lot of cool things like that that no one else is taking that spot and doing you know putting out taking chances on some of these series and putting out you know things like stand up specials um they're doing a lot of stuff they're the big player and that's that's crazy considering where they came from and the fact that they're not a broadcast television station you know they're a streaming yeah. platform yeah. I remember
0: doing Netflix back whenever you had to like mail in the discs and it's like, do I want to do two discs or one at a time, you know? And and right. to, to see them kind of branch into, uh, to, to, see that development where they branched into, okay, now we're doing some streaming stuff. You can stream like a limited number of shows. And then they kind of branched into the, uh, like n- no more discs or they still do. I think if, if you still pay enough, you can do discs, but they, like, that's definitely not their thing. Um, but then you kind of branched into like creating their own shows and, I remember that being a ridiculously big thing, um, and uh, and this year, like on Netflix, like I I feel like they're. Th- they've definitely had a lot of success in the movies as well. I was listening to as I was kind of writing down, um, what movies we decided to review. Uh, it was our kind of look forward at 2017, um, at the beginning of the year. Um, we talked about some of the Netflix stuff that some of the Netflix, uh, movies that were, they were planning on releasing, uh, and that they were really doubling down on that side of things. And I feel like they've achieved that. Like while there haven't been ridiculously massive hits, um, as far as that goes, like where it's like, Oh man, you have to watch this, like stranger things kind of level hits, um, with their new movies. Uh, I do think like I've seen way more of their movies pop up and, and way more original content. And the thing about a lot of that is it's like, this is, this is not just sequels. Like this isn't, this is a new IP. This is new ideas. This is where a lot of unique kind of creative, uh, shows and, 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 Movies are put um because people will take a chance on it. It's like, well, I already have this membership. I'm gonna, you know, what's what's the harm in watching it? Whereas in in Hollywood, if you go to make a movie, it, it's a l- bigger ask to ask for fourteen dollars to see one movie. You know,
1: right? I mean, it's the same kind of issue like that we talked about last week with Movie Pass, where it's like, well, if you're not paying fourteen dollars to go see this, you might be a little more inclined to go see it. You know, for sure, for um, sure. So it's really interesting to see stuff like that. Um, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, as far as like new shows, we also saw the return of DuckTales this year, Chris. Um, yep, that and was that awesome. Was, that was really fun. Like I, I, I am current on that and it is a great show and I am excited to see where that goes. We're in the final season of rebels, like continue with kind of the animation, uh, Disney kind of front. Um, and that's sad and I'm excited to see what happens with, uh, with that creative team next. But like, I'm, I'm sad to see that show kind of be wrapping up and, uh, and, but I'm also excited, you know? Um, yeah. And then the only other things that I wanted to throw out were uh were Milo Murphy's Law has been really good as well as Riverdale on CW. Uh the CW show about Archie Comics. Like who knew that that would be as good as it is? And it's it's uh it's honestly it's like one of my shows that I watch every week and I'm like, "Ah, this is really campy and really like really really uh out there sometimes, but like it's it's very well done and and everybody kind of like knows like it feels like it's a show that is knowingly campy where it's like this is this is kind of out there and awesome at the same time. So, uh, so yeah, the uh, riverdale was definitely one of the shows that I kept up with this year.
1: Nice. All right. For our last piece, let's dive into some, um, actually before we move on, before we move on to movies, uh, I just wanted to call out, I think the book I wanted to call out was the, um, blood, sweat and pixels by Jason Stryer. Ah, if you haven't had a chance to pick that up, pick that up. It's really good. Probably my favorite book I've, i've been reading this year
0: i actually got that for christmas Catherine bought that for me nice I, I, uh, that's
1: awesome i had
0: that on my list and i'm uh so i'm i'm excited to dive into that that book and read it dude and his his uh his reporting is always something that i read you know if, if he does it then i uh i try to try to read it, especially like maybe not just the normal kind of news stories but the like right. the deep dives into uh, the investigative journalism stuff so uh, yeah. into the games industry
1: that's awesome um all right so movies so, we reviewed a lot of movies this year. We saw a lot of movies. Um, but uh we're going to start with I don't want to I don't want to recap them all. Right. <laughs> um, so let's let's just like kind of like do some like random categories. I'm just going to start I think my favorite we can save our what we think our our movie of the year is for later. Maybe we'll kind of come because I don't think I've really come to a, a clear decision on it. I think my favorite experience, movie going experience this year was um, there's two of them it's tied um uh eh, I don't know maybe I think my f- my favorite movie going experience this year was going to see Dunkirk um in IMAX yes. uh, IMAX film yes. um and and that whole experience it was so cool
0: Yeah dude that that movie there's something so visceral about that movie in theaters um and I saw it twice in theaters in the IMAX specifically. And, uh, yeah, so worth it. And it's, it's, it's loud. I, I actually, you know, it, it feels like you're in the cockpit of this thing. Like the, you know, whenever it's shaking in the intensity and it's like you said, it's a great experience, man. Like that there's, I, it's going to be interesting whenever that finally, like I finally watched that. I think it just hit like the digital, uh, places now where you can like buy it. Um, Whenever I finally watch that on my television, the smaller television, it will be interesting to see what I think of it because, like, <laughs> for me currently, that movie is so tied to the experience of the IMAX going to see it that I'm not sure if it's going to hold up uh, if you put it on a tiny little screen. So.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it will. Like, it's still, it's still a good movie. Like, we reviewed it, and, and like, it still stands up as a good. Like, the the, the IMAX experience wasn't. Didn't make that movie what it was, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, But I think just my favorite—that was my favorite experience. Second favorite experience is probably going to see uh, uh, the Force Awakens and Last Jedi in IMAX. That like marathon. um, Yep. uh, This past month, like that was that was really cool.
0: I'll agree with that. Yeah, and that's for obvious reasons. It's Star Wars, and the the whole the whole six hour thing, like where you're there for uh, for that amount of time. Like I. uh, I actually really enjoyed that. And I'm, I'm interested to see if they do, like, a, a triple kind of a feature going into the next one. Um, I suspect they will. And so it's just, like, that's another, you know, three hours to ask for. And, like, that seems kind of crazy. Like, rather than starting at 3, it would start at, like, 1 or, or right. noon. And it's like, ooh, I don't know. Am I in for that? Am I in for that? Um. But yeah, I I agree with that. That was a fun one, especially cuz we had like we had, you know, our parents came down for it. And so like it's it was it's always nice to see movies that like a group uh wants to see and a group is so excited to experience.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um I'm trying to think probably man. While you think
0: Let's yeah. go over like the overall kind of uh, of, of review, like the, the just we, we talked about reviewing 25 movies uh, at the beginning of the year, right? We achieved right. it, Chris. nice. We, we totally did. if you did include we really? if we include the many mo- reviews um, uh. We did 21 movies as main topics, and then we did four mini movie reviews. And that that is potentially because only one of us saw it, or potentially because it was like a week after it actually came out, or for one reason or another, it just became a a pick of the week or a mini movie review or something like that. You know, it's it's a. uh, But we did achieve the 25. Individual movie topics, um, nice. Which is which is pretty awesome. We actually swapped out a few of them though because we missed uh, space between us. We didn't go see Fate of the Furious. We didn't talk about that. I don't think whenever that finally came out, unless it I was talked a about of it week.
1: after I after I saw it on uh, on Blu-ray.
0: Nice, nice. Well, then we might have overachieved then, Chris. Um, but we didn't review The Mummy, and we didn't review Valerian, and we didn't review Dark Tower. Largely. Because those movies, uh, the pre-screenings and things like that, that that came out about them were that they were horrible, um, and uh, and we at the times whenever they came out, we probably like we were busy and that sort of thing. So it's like we just chose not to review them, but we filled in the gaps, Chris, with uh, with a few few other movies apparently, and uh, and kind of went went for it. We actually achieved the twenty five movies, which is almost half the year, Chris. Twenty six if you include the uh the fa- fate of the furious
1: that that's, you talked that's about amazing that's awesome it's crazy dude. um yeah uh so next week we will give a prediction for how many movies we will review next year it, it, we'll it should be look uh, forward should should, should be interesting yeah um i see this is hard i'll tell you what i'm leaning toward i think i think my my movie of the year may be blade runner 2049 really it was so good um it's either that or your name one of those two
0: now are we considering because your name originally came out didn't it come out in japan in 2016 i don't think so okay so it's it's for sure a this year like a 2017 yeah uh, movie Man, like that one definitely is up there for me as well. Like it, I was, I, I originally like whenever we were, had Jared on the podcast, Jay Pinions on the uh, podcast. No, it's
1: two thousand. Nope, it's two thousand sixteen. When did it come out then?
0: I mean, it came out in, in the U.S. I think in twenty seventeen.
1: Trying to see like how close to two thousand release date does it say? Hmm.
0: That one is definitely up there. No,
1: this says... Okay, this one... I don't know why it says that on IMDb. Release date was April 7th, 2017. Okay. Um, it, like, okay, that's when it re- released theatrically. It, it hit, like... It hit all these festivals in 2016. That's, like, what... That's how every other movie happens, too. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, okay. So, it, it came out... Um, although theatrical it look, It looks like it came going, out theatrical release in other... In, like, Japan, possibly... 2016 late 2016 anyway it's a 2017 movie we're okay. calling it a 2017 movie.
0: <laughs> i mean we definitely saw it and and uh and saw it for the first time in 2017 so right. i i consider it for me like a 2017 movie that one's up there like i i originally whenever jay pinion was on the show we were talking about it and i was like ah probably dunkirk but it's mm. uh you know dunkirk is is definitely like i said my one of my favorite experiences but i'm not sure like whenever i i break down kind of where i stand with like the storylines and like just an overall package of visuals all these, all this stuff like dunkirk is definitely up there and it's probably in my number 2 spot behind your name um mm. your name is so good um
1: yeah it is
0: i the other other one that's up there really high is, is thor ragnarok um yep. specifically because that movie is It's the third one in that franchise, but it does not feel like it's retreading any old territory. Like it is is distinct and new and definitely one of the most unique things, especially in the Marvel universe. Like in in something that we've had 20 some odd movies in already, it's fresh.
1: So, um,. So out of those, what is your? I think I'm just gonna say Blade Runner 2049 is is my favorite movie of the year.
0: Man, I see that's hard, and it's whenever I was going into it, I, I, uh, it's literally between Dunkirk and Your Name, and
1: mm. I'm. If you had to gonna, pick right now.
0: If I had to pick right now, I would go with. I would probably go with Your Name. Nice. Um. Specifically, like like I said, everything the entire package of that movie is fresh and unique, and I think like that's where I'm at with this year. Is like, man, I I am holding these really interesting, unique experiences in high regard this year, and right. uh, and I, I that that movie definitely was that. So
1: right, cool. Uh, I think the other only movie I wanted to call out uh, with a special mention is Wonder Woman. Dude, it's so great good. movie as well.
0: Yeah, I mean and that one is also like for uh, like the DC universe that one was uh, was a fresh kind of a movie as well. It's a, it's a I, if only because it was really really good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um but yeah, dude, I, Wonder Woman is is definitely up there on my list as well of of favorite movies of uh of 2017.
1: Nice. Well, I think that's everything, man. We went through all the all the entertainment.
0: Yeah. I mean it, and I I am impressed with us that we came up with like that we saw that many movies and we I we know. talked about that many movies um other shout outs I guess would be like Logan like that was another experience that like yeah. leaving that movie I was uh I was like on on it like i i loved that movie over time like i've i like there's definitely like things about that where i'm like ah maybe not this maybe not that but like that one it's uh it's it's up there on my list as well so yeah
1: it was good i mean i think it was on maybe on the same level as like something like baby driver where you're like that was good holy you know, cow some-
0: baby driver i forgot about baby driver man uh yeah. that's such a good movie as well
1: yeah I agree though, um,
0: I agree though. It's kind of on that same tier as uh, as Logan. So
1: yeah, we were like, that you know that was really good, you know, and it's just it's just different whenever you see something that you're like this this is my favorite you know like this I will watch a million times you know that kind of thing
0: right right well and definitely like you know the uh, like I said the uniqueness of that experience plays into that that feeling for me Um, more so now than it probably has in the past like we're in the past sometimes it's been like oh just a classic classic tale or a classic plot line or a classic movie kind of a vibe um, is what I want and whereas this year it was like man the things that I truly value or those unique things that yeah. that are uh, are doing something different with the same genre so
1: awesome man so next week we're going to run down all the um the entertainment that we're going to cover or that we're looking forward to in 2018 i haven't even like started looking into that so that's gonna be fun
0: dude that'll uh, be interesting like i like i other than the incredibles 2 coming out i have no i like I don't have any expectations for uh, for 2018 yet, and uh, yeah, I and mean, we get. Interesting. I don't know.
1: We get like you know, Infinity War, um, Avengers: Infinity War. That's right. Um, we'll get the Han Solo we're supposed to get the Han Solo movie sometime in the spring. So uh, we've got some cool things coming, um, but we'll talk about all that next week. You can find us online at sandtargetpodcast on Twitter at Chris two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven, and at Sand Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice and review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Do you have anything left to say before we end 2017? Man, I just want to say thanks for another year of listening to uh,
0: Stay on Target to everybody yeah. out there. It's uh, it's been an awesome year. We uh, we've heard from quite a few of you guys, uh, you know, over the over the past past year, and uh, that's super fun. I uh, I always enjoy listening to uh, to you guys talk talk to us about the podcast and about you know what we talk about that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, dude, it's it's been a great year.
1: We're gonna hit episode 250 next year. More impressive sounding though is that this will be this will be our fifth anniversary. Like we have been doing this for five years, which is pretty wild.
0: That's nuts, man. Half of a decade. Like that's yep. that feels like that's uh, that's definitely something. Like it's 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 one of those things. Like oh, we've been doing this for a year. It's like okay, you feel like you could still stop at a certain <laughs> point. But uh, but five years has a level of permanence to it that I uh, that. I don't know. I just—it yeah. sounds very, very permanent. So I for love sure. it. Uh, shout out to this episode, which is 242. Uh, so yeah, we're only eight episodes away from 250, which is really scary. Two yep, months, Chris. pretty wild.
1: We got to figure out what we're doing. As always,
0: it's wild.
1: All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next year. Hoo hoo. On stay, stay on, on target. target.
0: To do, da 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 da